What's going on guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. It's Thursday, so time to go over another player breakdown. This week, you guys voted for Allen Robinson versus Gabriel Davis versus Jerry Judy, so that's what we're going to do. If there's a different combination of players you want to see next week, put it in the comment section below and upvote the responses that you agree with. And if you want to see my rankings for all players, along with my exact projections, team grade tool, keeper league decision tool, access to our private Discord, and a whole lot more, you can see all of that at our website, thefestivaladvice.com. So I like that you guys voted for these three because not only do I like all of them, I have all of them ranked slightly higher than their ADP. But as you pointed out in the comment section, they're all wide receiver twos with wide receiver one upside. And it's wide receiver twos not only in like fantasy, but in real life. I mean, Al Robinson is the two behind Cooper Cup. Gabriel Davis is, of course, behind Stephon Diggs. And then Judy, I guess, is like effectively behind Sutton uh, in like the role of the offense. You could argue that in fantasy they could flip-flop, but I would say that like Sutton is the more like traditional X receiver, the traditional number one, whereas Judy's more of that like secondary player. Also by ADPs, these are the wide receivers 20, 21, and 22. And they go in that fourth to fifth round range, which, as you know, is a spot that we really really want to attack the wide receiver position and the icing on the cake is really that all these are part of offenses that we expect to be elite you know none of these players are on the jaguars or the bears anymore like we're going to talk about with Allen robinson they're all on really really good teams and that leads to the possibility they can have really really good seasons so this is an exact decision that i expect a lot of you are going to have to make at some point this summer and so it's definitely good we have to go over them. So sit back, hit the like button, subscribe to the channel if you're new here, and let's start things off with Allen Robinson. Robinson will be entering his ninth season in the NFL after spending his first four with the Jaguars and then the last three with the Bears. So joining the Rams is definitely the best situation that he's going to be a part of. His production has been a bit up and down over the years, but again, that's to be expected when you're playing for the Jaguars and the Bears. In 2015, he was able to finish as a wide receiver six overall and in points per game. And then he did finish as a low-end wide receiver one in both 2019 and 2020. Between those years, he suffered through horrendous quarterback play, a torn ACL, and then his first year back from a torn ACL combined with horrendous quarterback play. And how bad was that quarterback play, you ask? Well, it was really, really bad. Bortles, Chad Henney, Cody Kessler, Mitchell Trubisky, Chase Daniel, Nick Foles, Andy Dalton, and then Justin Fields as a rookie. I'm not sure you could dream up a worse group of quarterbacks over an eight-year stretch. Maybe over two, three, four years. Maybe you could have a worse stretch, right? But over an eight-year stretch on two different teams, it is difficult to find a grouping of quarterbacks that bad. So the fact that he still has three wide receiver one seasons is very impressive and he got there because of his incredible individual talent in 2019 and in 2020 Robinson graded out as a top five wide receiver in terms of beating man coverage beating press coverage and while he did drop off a little bit last year he was still elite in both areas even missing time with a hamstring injury and COVID Allen Robinson is at worst, a top 15 wide receiver in the NFL. He's probably in the top 10 to 12. And there's a very real chance that he just goes off this season now that he finally has a half-decent quarterback 
throwing him the football. I mean, think about the jump that he's making. You could argue, I really don't know who the best quarterback on that list is, but like, there is an argument to be made that at the time, Blake Bortles was like the best quarterback that he's ever played with. Like when Bortles was having that like one good season, that was probably the best quarterback play he's ever had. And that kind of makes me want to throw up. Like Stafford is a billion times better than every single quarterback on that list. And as of right now, I personally have no concerns about Stafford's elbow. The team is not concerned. He was just throwing this last weekend. It seems like it's going to be totally fine. I get it if you're concerned, but right now, until we hear something different, I am not concerned. Now, Cooper Cup is obviously going to command a large share of that offense. Like he's Cooper Cup. He's coming off one of the best seasons we've ever seen from like a skill player. But Robinson is significantly better than Robert Woods one was when he was there. He's going to be used infinitely more than Van Jefferson. And realistically, there's a world, I'm not predicting this to happen, but there's a world where Allen Robinson ends up as the top fantasy wide receiver on that team. Again, not projecting it to happen. I think it's a very low likelihood outcome, but that's what I'm saying the upside is. There's a chance that he's more fantasy relevant than Cooper Cup this season. It's a low chance, maybe 3-4%, but it's there. And that's and that's like not with injury. Obviously, there's a chance that Cup gets injured. But I'm saying with no injury, that could happen. He's got that much potential, not only with receptions, but with touchdowns. My current projections have him with a 22% target share and a 23% share of the receiving touchdowns with a final projection of 85 receptions, a little over 1,100 yards, and eight touchdowns, which has a final ranking in half PPR scoring of the wide receiver 17 compared to an ADP of the wide receiver 20. So I really like Allen Robinson this season, but I like the other two as well. So let's talk about Gabriel Davis next. Davis will be entering his third season in the NFL, so definitely younger than Allen Robinson. And he's coming off a very similar first two years. Uh, as a rookie, he commanded 62 targets, catching 35 of them for 599 yards and seven touchdowns. Then in year two, he had one more target, caught the same number of them for just 50 fewer yards and one fewer touchdown. Though, those are the regular season numbers. They don't include the two reception, 41 a touchdown game and their blowout win against the Patriots. And then the monster, eight for 201 and four in their loss against the Chiefs. So obviously, he has the least production among these three, but especially when compared to Allen Robinson. But he is in line for a massive role change this season. He is the locked-in number two wide receiver behind Stephon Diggs. That is an absolute fact. And that's going to lead to a massive increase in his targets and an absolutely insane uh, amount of touchdown upside. Like Gabriel Davis had only 63 targets last season. 17 of them came in the red zone. Eight of them came inside the 10-yard line. Just for reference, DK Metcalf had two more red zone targets. Mike Evans only had one more. Amari Cooper had the same number. And Michael Pittman Jr. had one less. But overall, those wide receivers accounted for 66, 51, 41, and 66 more total targets than Davis. Two of them more than doubled his total targets the other two came kind of close to doubling the targets Davis had, and yet they were right at the same number of red zone targets as him. 
And it wasn't just last season. Like, obviously, as a rookie, you know, he was used less in the red zone. Like, that just makes sense. They're very unlikely to throw a later-round rookie out there for a ton of snaps and give him, like, a feature role in the red zone. Like, that's pretty unlikely to happen. But he still had 10 red zone targets on his 62 overall targets, which is still an absurd rate. He is a featured weapon in the red zone, at least he has been, and it's going to continue. I mean, do you think that Isaiah McKenzie, Jameson Crowder, uh, Khalil Shakir, like, do you think those guys are going to be dominating in the red zone? Like, they'll get scripted plays to them, mostly on end around, screen passes, quick outs, but like, in terms of being a red zone threat, none of those are. Davis will continue to be featured in this area while getting a massive increase in overall targets. So what does his projection come out to? Right now, I have him with a 17.5% target share and a 21.5% touchdown share. Being on the Buffalo offense, a really, really good offense, that gives him a final projection of 72 for 1,062 yards and 8.9 touchdowns with a final half PPR ranking of the wide receiver 19 compared to an ADP of the wide receiver 21. And that's a few spots back from Allen Robinson, which is an outcome I think I agree with. Allen Robinson has three wide receiver one seasons under his belt, is the more talented wide receiver, and is in line for the best like situation upgrade. Davis is still a tad unproven. He's never gone over 600 receiving yards. He's never even had an average season in terms of success rate versus man versus the press. Like in terms of wide receiver talent, Allen Robinson is significantly better than Gabriel Davis. So while the targets are going to increase for Davis, we still don't know exactly how good of a wide receiver he is. We know he's a phenomenal deep threat, but we don't know for sure if he can be anything more than that. So I absolutely love the upside, but personally, those two are on the board. I'm taking one of them. I would take Allen Robinson over Gabriel Davis. So that leaves us with one wide receiver, and that's Jerry Judy. Judy will also be entering his third season in the NFL. And just like Allen Robinson, he'll now be playing with the best quarterback of his career. To this point, Judy's caught passes from Drew Locke, Jeff Driscoll, Brett Ripien, Kendall Hinton, and then Teddy Bridgewater. That is a pile of garbage. And so the upgrade from that into Russell Wilson is really just going to elevate this entire offense. And that's, of course, going to help the pass catchers. And honestly, like Judy has been, I would say a disappointment so far just because of his draft capital, like how early he went in the draft, but he hasn't had like a bad career, right? He's had extremely good success rates uh, in his rookie season in terms of like versus man versus the press. Like he graded out as a really quality rookie wide receiver. He had a final stat line of 52 receptions, 856 yards, three touchdowns, which again, as a rookie, that's not bad, especially given the horrible quarterback play. Then last season, he starts off week one, dominates the first half, six of seven targets. He catches for 72 yards. Looks like he's going nuclear, going to have a great year, suffers the high ankle sprain, forces him to miss the rest of that game, miss the next six weeks. And he was never really the same player after that. Uh, suffering a high ankle sprain early in the season. It's just, it's not something you just fully recover from that year. It's also worth noting that he was more efficient in year two, even with, you know, playing through this injury. His catch rate as a rookie was horrendous because 
they asked him to kind of fill that role. So remember, in, in his rookie season, like Sutton tears the ACL. And so they kind of just threw Judy out there and were like, you got to do everything. Sutton comes back and they can kind of shift him more into that slot role. He's a really, really good slot receiver. He's not as good as a true number one. And so his efficiency went way up. And now you bring in Russell Wilson. Well, that efficiency could go up even more. And so we're looking at a potential really, really nice season for Judy. The biggest issue with Judy, though, is that touchdown ceiling. Allen Robinson and Gabriel Davis could realistically push for 15 touchdowns if everything breaks their way, right? That's not a projection for them. But if everything broke their way, they got a little bit lucky, variant is on their side, like they could score 15 touchdowns. Judy would need to be the luckiest wide receiver in like the history of the NFL to post 15 touchdowns. So even though I have him projected for a really solid 20.25% target share and to be really efficient with those targets, his 15.25% projected touchdown share hurts him. And that gives him a final projection of 87 receptions, 1,125 yards, and 5.4 touchdowns, which gives him the best reception and yardage total among these three players. But the lack of touchdowns has him coming third in the half PPR rankings. So the final half PPR rankings are Allen Robinson at one, Gabriel Davis two, Jerry Judy three, and I feel pretty good about that ranking. And then for the handful of you who play in a standard scoring format, Judy is last by a mile. I mean, you need touchdowns and standard scoring. So those receptions are completely worthless because you don't get any points for them. So he's last by a mile. Uh, and then the Davis touchdowns give him the edge. So it's Davis one fall by Allen Robinson. I think the vast majority of you play in full PPR or in half PPR leagues. In half PPR, I really do feel good about the ranking of Allen Robinson, then Davis, then Judy. I think that's a really good ranking there. Um, I think you honestly can play around with Judy, Robinson, and Davis in full PPR. Like the, the projection is very, very close amongst them. And so if you wanted Allen Robinson first in both formats, I wouldn't fault you for that. Um, but I really would rank Judy over Gabriel Davis in full PPR because we know for a fact Davis isn't going out there and having monster reception totals. Whereas Jerry Judy, with the touchdowns might not be there, but he can have games with like double-digit receptions in this offense. And so that's a lot more valuable in full PPR. So that does it for this week's breakdown. If you have a group of players you want to see next week, put it in the comment section below upvote the responses that you agree with. And if you want to see my exact projections for every single player in every single format, because as we've seen today, that definitely matters, you can check that out along with a bunch of other premium content at my website, thefancefootballadvice.com. I'll be back tomorrow to go over the best pick in every round according to a composite set of rankings from both myself, Evan Silva, and the ETR team. Saturday to go over the latest ADP movement and the biggest news out of camps. And then Sunday to go over some wide receivers I would not be drafting on underdog. That, my friends, is the end of this one. Hope you all enjoyed. If you did, how about hitting the like button and how about subscribing to the channel if you're new here? Thanks for watching.